it's good it's good in a way when you can hear yourself as well yeah no no i i i get it now i um, this this is really like you need to get but i feel like you need to get used to it yeah you do because i yeah. feel really awkward like listening to myself yeah but do you think once you get used to it you'll also be a bit more introspective what you say so you'll be a bit you think a bit more as well no i think this is cleaner it's a lot cleaner you mean the audio or um audio and like just up yeah you're more in tune okay yeah I feel like with what's happening cuz yeah. you're in real time like man sit up like how it sounds yeah that's also true yeah and yeah also mm. Okay, just before I start, like, do you, like, do you have an intro or anything? Or do you just start? No, we just start talking. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, th- this actually setup is pretty sick. And, yeah, I like the... I like being able to, like, keep it as minimal as I can. Mm. Because, I mean, I told you that, like, I didn't think of getting a mixer. That's why I didn't get a mixer. Because in my mind, I was like, all those settings, I, know, I don't know what to do yeah. for each of them. Oh, they'll actually... There's, there is much to do like there's nothing to do in. other than uh keeping the gain up and then you got a software for the thing you can mess around with it a bit but even the sort even that's like very minimal are they now audio to again yeah because it, i think this is used mainly for music and then the sound yeah. engineers like mess around with the, uh what's been recorded afterwards like after edits yeah in post now that makes sense to be honest because the audio mixer le- uh but like sometimes obviously normally for travel either if you go taking it somewhere and then one of the dials like change yeah you have to check it to make sure it's like you know <laughs> exactly how it was before yeah, yeah exactly yeah you don't have to there's only two dials you just check in the input yeah but it's just like not a guest or anongi would you have to connect it to an audio mixer or is like, it is something have else? more than two people you mean yeah Yeah, if I have more than two people, then I'll I'll have to connect it to a different mixer. Should I like would you have to get like a mixer like mine, or is is there something like less, um, like more compact? Can you you knock it under anybody? Knock it under. I can connect it to a mixer, or I can I can also connect it to I think oh, what is it? There, there is there is something else as well. So I don't have to use a mixer if I want. Okay. But yeah, that'll be alright. Yeah, but for the moment anyway, I'm just I prefer doing it. it's like one one to one yeah it's uh, i feel like it's more personal like. yeah and also i think there's yeah it's personal and you can just have a a more like honest and like yeah, conversation one to one no no that makes sense and you yeah. get to learn more about other persons as well yeah when you do it one to one yeah because normally they nearly like you're asking yeah again yeah you'll get it, like you learn yeah you learn way more about other person which i like i For me personally I just I like asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to do that and I get to do like do it in a format where well, it's kind of a brand new thing. Yeah. Curious. You have you have to be curious in you know, like when we're doing podcasts um you have to be that kind of person that wants to like know know stuff like yeah. first you have to be open minded. I don't think you can do like a A, a a good podcast and get away with it if you're not open minded yeah and i guess the more open minded you are the more people you'll be happy to talk to and kind of listen to their ideas exactly. instead of being dismissive exactly because obviously you're going to have people on um that's not going to 
to be honest, I was thinking about this. I would. It's good to have people that don't agree with you because then that's when you you get to learn about why this person thinks this way. Kind of, you know, you're yeah. understanding a different perspective as opposed to you're just talking to people that, like, you know, it's very similar with you know your way of thinking. Yeah, you're not really learning much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I realized that a lot more during in the last like couple of years that I was going down that path where I was just talking to people that I agree with. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. It wasn't by choice or anything. It was just that. Yeah. It's just how it was happening. Right. Then I realized that I thought, like, oh shit, I need to start thinking a bit more differently and being more open to like other ideas. Yeah, because obviously when you're talking to people that you know you that agrees with you, this yeah, it's just like yes, you, there's I don't know, it's there's no pushback, is there? Yeah, exactly. Um, you're not you're not being challenged in any sort of way. Yeah. And I think that that's when you really grow as a person exactly. you get challenged exactly and then you're kind of forced to think about something in a different way which yeah, opens it up more it's just like another person's perspective on whatever you're talking about really because there's always like so many different ways of thinking about everything really isn't there like it's not just one way one answer fits all yeah sorry i'm just checking your note Dada. Is it what's happening? I don't know if you're. Is your speaking up? Yeah. Welcome. Do you want to like hear back? You play in the boss later. I'm loving these mics, by the way. They sound so much cleaner than mine. Like I'm. I'm I was telling you yesterday. You know, yeah. Like, these sound like so much cleaner. Yeah, so these are dynamic mics. Yeah, these That's are dynamic mics. Into, yeah. yeah, and I think mm. you can also get um, condenser mics, but I think from what I understood when I was like doing all the research and stuff, those are designed for studio conditions. Yeah, so it like yeah everything there's yeah. like soundproofing and everything. Yeah, so if you've got a room that's um, soundproof and stuff, then it's really good. Yeah, and also if I think if it's been if if you do work on it in post production as well, then it comes out really clean. Right, but then you need to know what to do, which I didn't. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's the thing. Either you gotta you gotta know how to do all of this stuff, or you gotta have someone else like working for you, like on the yeah. side that that you know does all of this. Like yeah. it's a pro basically, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not at that level where <laughs> we can hire uh-huh. someone just for that. You tell me. It's, Hopefully one day. Yeah, possibly. All down the line. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just starting, you know. Like, it's ne- it's never gonna be perfect when you start. It's, it's like with whatever you do, really, you know. Like you're yeah. learning along the way, and then you get better and better over time. Is that something that you've always kind of done? Then, when once you start something, you've always been able to kind of stick to it. Well, it, like it depends. Um, it all depends on like. Um, what my end goal is like. Um, let me let's like talking about like studies for ones, right? Like no one enjoys studying. Do you know what I mean like when you're at uni yeah. or whatever? You're not really enjoying the like the actual studying bit, but it's like the um, you're focusing on the goal, like the end goal, like you know you want to get this result or you want to get this degree, whatever, whatever it is. So I think it's more to do with um how important the end goal is to you. Like yeah. I could 
stop boxing, for example, and then not enjoy it. Um, but at the start, I might be like, yeah, like I'm going to do this. Like I'm on it, whatever. But then I, I'll, I might start it and not enjoy it. And then therefore, I'm not going to like be consistent Yeah. towards it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think it all depends on... Um, yeah, I mean, you have to enjoy it in some sort of way. Uh, well, I, I, I think if, if you want to be consistent um, over time, and get to wherever you want to get to. Yeah. So, when you're going to the gym and working out and all of that, is that kind of what you see? So, you, you're looking at the end result than the actual workout itself? Um, so, initially when I started working out, it was, I think, it was it was mostly due to like vein purposes, just to look good. Um, this is what, when I was 16, 15, 16, like young Back then, it's just about like impressing, you know, your friends and all those people, and like you, you wanna, you wanna do something, get a good body, and impress people. Literally, I, I still remember I used to take photos and stuff all the gym, like in the gym, uh, frequently. Yeah. Just for purely for vain purposes, but it wasn't like I was in great shape or anything. Just, just for the fun of it, really. Um, things changed truly. Um, I think one time, um, I went to India and I was there for like three months. Um, and I had literally nothing to do, um, like, because I, I don't really have friends in India. Like, I've got a few cousins, but um, I've only got like like one or two cousins my age, um, and at that age, we weren't really doing anything. So, for most of my time in India, I was just literally stuck at home, and it was dead. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. When you're used, to, like, obviously, when we're here, we're always out doing stuff, like with your friends and whatever, or not. Um, but when I was there, I was literally doing nothing, like literally nothing. Um, and then for some reason, I was just going through a period where I was just like constantly watching gym videos, like you know, like like fitness people basically, yeah, uh, like workout videos and all of that. And I was just replicating what they were doing, like literally. So I would watch videos and then I would go try that in the gym. Um, and then I, I like during those three months, I just literally I was just at the gym every day. I used to do like a home workout and then go gym as well. Like I was on this like crazy route. I, I don't even know why. I think, well, to be honest, it's because I had nothing to do. Do you think you ended up overtraining? I definitely did. 100%. But then um, because we were, like I was like uh, probably like 17, 18. Like I was really young. Um, yeah. And then at that age, your body can take anything. Do you know what I mean? Like your body rebounds yeah, yeah. quick. But the problem was I was cutting like i didn't know what cutting was but i was just under eating bearing in mind this was in india as well yeah <laughs> like i wasn't um i was eating pretty clean like um say for example like when chapati i used to have like two max three chapati like it was it was crazy like i was working out a lot but then under eating as well um but at the same time my strength was going up that was because it's like my first time in the gym properly yeah. So either even if if you even if you're not working out hard, your strength is still gonna go up. Like that's when you progress the quickest. Um, and then like when I came back from India, like there was a lot like big changes in the way I looked and like strength and everything. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Did you notice the changes while you were in India? Or was it after you came back? Obviously, you'd been gone for that long, so people start pointing it out. I think I realized it, but it was more so because my friends started pointing it out. Okay. So that's when I was like, oh shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like, when you're that age, it's all about like, um, I think you pay a lot of attention to what other people think. 
Yeah. I mean, still you do, but then you obviously you grow out of it a bit. Um, but yeah, it was I think more to do with um friends pointing it out, and then I was like, shit, you know, this changes, it's working, kind of thing. Um, and then yeah, it's just been uh, something I've kind of just kept doing. Um, like routine, essentially, just something you just force yourself to do. Yeah. Do you think that discipline from gym has kind of le- leached its way into like other parts of your life? But like, whenever I look at like the like the foundation of um like the discipline I've learned and everything, I it all goes back to the gym for me, which sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, but like, so essentially, what um probably another year or two years after this you know when i came back from india and stuff um i started doing like three month routines like it was um bodybuilding.com there was like loads of different uh routines that you could it was all okay. free yeah and it's like three month programs and stuff so i did that but then i was so strict like my diet was fully clean like whole food bro i used to have like boiled chicken and stuff like it was dead the food was dead like no spices but then it was my first ever kind of diet and everything that i'm doing so yeah. i like at that time i thought you know it has to be dry dead food basically <laughs> um and then like the workouts everything there was like no cheat meals for three months and it was mad <laughs> at that age but um because of those i think after those three three months like i was just disciplined just through sticking with like the diet the routine and everything yeah like obviously you, you know when you're young and stuff it's hard to not cheat like with food especially yeah. in an india family where there's like good food all the time so it was like i was making my own food and everything so and at that age i didn't have to cook so like you know like i said food stuff um but from from doing all of that like learning that like discipline being strict with that i think that transcended to all kinds of aspects of my life which is weird um but it did <laughs> Like, uh, whatever I do, well, I wouldn't say whatever I do, but um, if I'm, like, you know, strict with it, um, and I'm, like I was saying previously, if I have an end goal, then it's just that discipline goes uh, and plays itself with, with whatever I was doing. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, when people say, um, I'm not motivated to do this, uh, like, I don't have that motivation, whatever. I, it's... It's always such a weird statement for me because like motivation for me is is short term, like it's short lived. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely. It's 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 just that start where you're motivated, right? Yeah, like you don't have the motivation every single day to exactly. do something. Exactly, motivation doesn't like you can't be motivated every single day. There's absolutely no way. Even let, let's say you you start gym for the first time, um, and then you go for the week. The first week you'll be excited because you start something new. Do you know I mean like you, you're, yeah. you're pumped, you're hyped to do this, but then after the first one or two weeks, like, there's no motivation left. Motivation isn't gonna carry you through that. Yeah, that's discipline. That's the difference between discipline and motivation. You have to be disciplined to stay consistent and do it no matter what. You see that in the gym as well, right? So when New Year's come, like you see all like the gyms yeah, packed. January, like January, maybe in February as well. But then, like when March comes around, like, all the new people, there's a big like, dip. There's a big dip. Yeah. Like you, you stop seeing those yeah, faces again. Exactly. It's like, 
everyone's motivated when they start anything new really because yeah. it's it's new so you're naturally going to be excited for it um but without discipline there's you're not sticking with it like you know, that's what happens to most people though they like they start like uh, they start something and then they're never consistent like they do it for like a short period of time because of hype to it but then they might be expecting results in that short period of time or like it could be a number of different reasons um but th- there's no way you're going to you're going to like reach whatever the end goal is without being like consistent and having that discipline well that's what i that's what yeah I think. so talk to me about your injury like you you're saying that you weren't able to go gym for like a long time like what happened yeah so um i injured my shoulder was it at the gym no no that's that's the funny thing i've never injured myself in the gym never yeah it's always been outside <laughs> but it was i think it was like 4 or 5 years ago now probably 5 years ago um so i i, I went to gym and i had like a chest day and then afterwards i went to play badminton which is a bit stupid because my shoulder's already taxed um and then just kind of my shoulder like joint it just kind of came off oh uh, uh, yeah it, well that's what it felt like anyway <laughs> yeah um and then ever since then it's just been it's just been like a pain in the, in the background kind of thing it's just like been there um, but then i went through the nhs route which was pretty dead um because basically i mean in order to get like an mri and all of that stuff well initially you don't even get an mri in the start no, so it was it was like initially the whole process of like these painkillers all of that and then it took about like a few months for me to even get physio but it's shocking how bad it is in the NHS, isn't it? Like for young, for young people, it's really fucking yeah. shit. But I do, I do understand why it's shit because it's free, and you know they have to provide that same uh, service to like everyone. Yeah, you know I mean, like yeah, yeah. So it it can't really be personalized to you because obviously they don't have the facilities, they they don't have the funding for that. So it has to be like for a like a like a major like a basically a group of people but that was yeah. my physio session it was like a group of people together at once it wasn't like individualized for oh me. okay um so then it, it, i mean it, it's very stupid of my part because i just listened to everything they were saying like the gp uh, the physio and everything i was just listening to whatever they were saying i was just so they told me that i shouldn't be lifting all of that i mean i was still lifting which kind of did make it worse <laughs> Uh, but then i fell on my shoulder like another two three times just oh, like okay. playing football um it was always like like doing something else it was like sports or whatever it was never in the gym do you think uh that's again goes back to that kind of obviously at that point you've got that routine set in your life where you're always moving about right yeah so you can't you can't sit still after you've yeah, had that yeah no, but I feel like at that age you don't you don't listen to anyone. Like yeah, like I guess that's also true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, if the GP, like if the doctor was saying like don't don't do this, whatever, you just like ah yeah, I'll, I'll can find a way around it. Like, it's you're very um, that's that's what you are <laughs> when you're young. Yeah. Learner, you're very arrogant in a way. Like you just you think you know what's right for you. Yeah, and then you you stick to that. So. Um, but no, to be honest, like my major mistake was 
I'm not going to five to zero. Or like honestly, if if I because in the end, like in the end, I I went with the NHS food, got an MRI, all that shit, and then I had to get a surgery in the end. Yeah. Because I truly believed I've wasted everything else. Like I've tried everything else, and there was nothing left for me to do. Yeah. But get into surgery to get like to fix my shoulder. Because in my head, I was like, so I went nearly three years without doing any upper body, which was crazy because I've always been like, I've always been to the gym. And like I was saying, um, the gym is what kind of taught me discipline and whatnot. So like, it was a very, it was a very like hard kind of few years when I wasn't able to go to the gym. Um, I mean, I could do legs, but. You can only do legs for so long. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, like, eventually, I just got the surgery. But then, every everyone told me not to get the surgery because, you know, the surgery is always like a last option. You know, you should never just go for a surgery when it's not like a crazy. My injury wasn't crazy. Do you know what I mean I still had like function, like uh, I still had mobility to a certain extent and stuff. Uh, I just couldn't lift weights. Yeah. But for me, it was like the end like if i i just wanted to get back and lift weights basically do you think if you had gone through the fight for your route you probably would have ended up not needing the i am like 100 percent sure that I would not got surgery because like i still remember the first time i went to the uh, privacy home and then I, went, I took my mri results and everything and he was like there was no need for you to do the surgery like it was so pointless okay. like and then but at that time i was like like it was such like a a hit to me because I'm thinking like yeah sure I got the surgery do you know what I mean like now it's gonna get fixed but then I felt yeah. like it truly felt like my shoulder got worse After even though surgery. yeah like and then I was following like all of the exercise and everything to a T like I was so strict with everything because you know obviously I was like raring to go I want I want I was just waiting to start the gym back um and get back to like you know to how I was. Um, but yeah, the the like prior physio obviously that's personalized to you. So I had like certain excess. If the, also one other thing he said was like, why are you like not going gym? Like he said, you have like you have to have some form of movement within like the actual shoulder. You know, for it to heal, there has to be movement. Like if you just rest it, it's not going to just automatically heal itself. Yeah. Like essentially what he was telling me was first you need to like build on mobility of the shoulder so i need to do like basic exercises with bands and stuff and like to like to increase my mobility of the shoulder essentially once i've got mobility that's when you add strength like strength training to it and still slowly strengthen up like the stabilizer muscles and stuff and literally probably a month after i was back in the gym obviously when i started it was like very very light it was probably it was as light as when i initially started gym when i was like 15 16 because i was literally starting some stuff essentially um, so that was a bit depressing but then i was just excited to be back in the gym did that did that feel like your ego had taken a bit of a hit because obviously you're talking yeah you started uh, you started gym like 10 years back right so yeah. you're starting at that point again it was a bit but um I went to it, to be honest, I, I, like, I went into it knowing I'm going to be weak. Like, because 
I didn't I didn't really care. I didn't I didn't even focus on the weights because I was just so excited to just be back in the gym, like just just to you know just feel that yeah like like it's it's weird like I mean obviously not many people can like might be able to relate but like people that do you know are into fitness and stuff can relate to that. Um, but I was just excited. Like I still remember I used to wear like like massive baggy oversized tops and stuff because I didn't want to like you know show anything. Because I back then, like I was like quite fat, um, or because I wasn't really doing. I mean, I was still doing like homework. I was doing COVID and stuff, but didn't really didn't really do much. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it was. I literally started like really light. It was like, like I was telling you, you know, like I was started on like six, eight kg dumbbells and stuff, uh, on like chest and whatnot or whatever it is. Um. But it was just like I had sessions constantly. Like I had like um, a physical session like every week, every two weeks or something. Okay. And then, but it was like the physio, the physio was sick, man. Because um, I would tell tell him exactly because I'd made like a journal of what I was doing, and yeah. like the exercise I was doing, the way I was doing the reps, I was doing everything. So I used to show him, and then he used to be able to like see you know my progress or whatnot, what I need to do, and then he used to add like. Uh, specific shoulder stabilizer exercises oh okay to build on that um so i used to so that used to be my focus and then it was like the generic you know exercises like rows or dumbbell chest press or whatever it is so it was always i would focus on the shoulder exercise first and then move on they're more invested in you as well aren't they yeah your physiotherapist like they want you to i mean i'm not saying like you know the people that make this don't want you to get better yeah. but they want to get you so good that they actually put in my eyes way more effort into um they, they seeing you get better if, i think it's like it's their job at the end of the day and how like how well they do is dependent on how well their clients do mm-hmm. it's like when you're working for the nhs they're getting a, a set wage like yeah. no matter how whether the client is feeling good or not they're still getting a wage well, private physios, they're working for themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if, yeah. if you're not good, you're not going to get clients. So, like, it, may, it makes sense yeah. why private physios are a lot better than um, NHS and stuff. It makes sense because they're, they're working for themselves. Yeah, they've got an incentive, right? Yeah, keep, exactly. To provide the best care that they can. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's weird. And, like, if, if, I t- if I took that step, then I would never have had that surgery. And I probably would have been in a much better place. Like now, no matter what I do, like my shoulder is still not going to be fully stable. Like it's never going to be uh, as good as what is what what it was before because I've had like it, like it's been opened up essentially. My shoulder's been okay. opened up. So well, that's what the physio was explaining basically. Like you can get the strength and everything back in your shoulders. You can like go back to lifting what you were lifting more, whatever. Like all that's fine, but like. I still have to be wary of my shoulder. Okay. Like, I have to be careful because it can still come out. Like, like it can, it's, it's not a full dislocation. It's called a subluxation. It's like a part dislocation. Um, so that can happen at any time. Okay. Like, I, I could just be moving my arms fast and then <laughs> it could pop out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because when you're working out, you're, you're all about that controlled movement. Yeah. It's like... Is that something you developed after the injury? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like back, like back in the days, I used to be like a proper, uh, like a 
typical gym bro kind of thing. Like I used to just focus on just lifting weights. Uh, it was never about like the movement. The f- like you know, the form did matter, but it was more. It was just ego lifting essentially. Um, it was just how much more can I lift kind of thing. But now, after injury, it's just uh, I, I think I've become a lot more of a smart like lifter in terms of every, you know how I do. I focus on the actual movement itself as opposed to um just lifting just lifting for the just getting it's like uh getting the difference between moving the weight from a to b as opposed to how you're moving it yeah you know i mean like yeah, yeah time under tension all of that shit but yeah me i mean i'm i'm progressing without having to um even though my my, my shoulders like you know a bit unstable and stuff but i'm still able to progress because because i'm training smart um, yeah and I guess you've kind of developed that over time as well now, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, ever since my injury, I've just I've just never been, like, I've not been crazy. I've just been taking it slow. Like, uh, even when it comes to, like, going up in weights and everything, uh, it's been very, very slow. Um, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not even going to risk, like, you know, lifting some crazy weight. Because the risk to the risk to reward is it's not worth it for me. Because if I if I get injured again, I know I'm back. Like I'm out for at least a few months, and I know I can't go through that. Like I don't want to go through that again because I've already been through that for a long time, and and like I know what it did, like to my kind of mental. Yeah, mentally it ruins you, doesn't it? Because that's that's what it was like for me yeah. when my when my knee um knee got screwed up. I couldn't walk for about four six months. Yeah. Um, I was limping like, all the time. I couldn't even squat down properly because my knee would buckle and give out. And then I was like, I remember going to the NHS to get an MRI, and I had to. I went to A and E, and I was literally just begging them to refer me to an MRI, yeah. and I got one. I was really lucky, but like six or eight weeks away. In that time, I I was going to India as well, so I went to India, paid for an MRI, came back with the scans. And I had my MRI with NHS after yeah. that, and in that MRI after in the referral after that, they're like, "Oh, your knee's gonna be fine. You can do whatever you want to do. You can get back to working out and stuff." But I was still limping and could barely walk. It's uh, like I I really don't understand it. Like shit like that. Like the NHS, right? They look at all of this evidence and they say you're fine, but then you know yourself that you're not fine. Like yeah. you're the one going through that pain. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I spoke to a physiotherapist who used to work for the NHS. Um, he runs a private clinic now. And what he essentially said was, because of my age, because I'm young, because I can still move, yeah. and because the injury doesn't affect my job. Like, those are the three things they look at. Yeah. And if all if they can tick all those three things, then they will sign you off because they're not... According they, to yeah, them, you're healthy. Yeah, they don't care about the patient treatment per se they care about making sure you can leave because as soon as like you know as soon as you leave there's 10 other people 10 other people coming in and he likened it to steering a massive cargo ship like the whole nhs as a whole like you just can't do it because it's that big and that bloated up and there's there's not that many people i also feel like they focus a lot more on like how it's mentally affecting you yeah, because um, I I remember like uh, after a lot like a long time I used to like obviously I got to a point where I was like mentally was mentally fucking me up 
and then i didn't even go into detail i was just i just told them like you know it's affecting me mentally kind of thing and then i felt like the mri appointment date it got moved up a lot like which is <laughs> which is crazy and like um but i feel like you could just chat shit and literally just say yeah i mean that's what i did like when i went to the went to any i was just like begging them and was saying yeah. like, i can't i don't know what's wrong just please help me and that's when he was like okay i'll see what i can do that's that's a bit crazy though and, like you have to be you have to get to that position for them to give you an appointment like <laughs> yeah quick like that's what i was saying like yesterday like for counseling i tried to go to the nhs and they said that i wasn't severe enough like to oh. get referred for therapy and i was like how bad do i have to get yeah, for you to tell me that i need like you know professional help yeah like how are you assessing this yeah yeah exactly i'm the one sitting at home going through what i'm going through i know what i'm do you know what i mean like yeah you, you, you've got no idea what i'm going through and if i say any counseling I, <laughs> there's a reason why i say i need counseling it's mad yeah especially when i guess you kind of realize that you need counseling as well it's like that's when i think a lot of people are like oh shit that's when you hit that moment hit that like kind of breaking point you know like i was telling you yesterday i think most of us actually do need counseling we just never acknowledge that and like accept it like yeah. we just we just we just like oh, it's fine we just put it aside kind of thing but like realistically i do i honestly do feel like a lot of us especially after covid after the lockdown and stuff yeah i definitely do feel like a lot a lot more people do need counseling because it it definitely did affect a lot more people than like you know from what said yeah i i remember like i think it's some kind of um stat which is saying that people who were like in in lockdown um relationships and that kind of things got worse i think it was like before lockdown it was like one in three relationships had um reports of like domestic abuse and yeah, things like yeah. that was before the pandemic even happened and it got worse and it got worse during lock- and you can see it in like reports that are published that so many couples got like divorced yeah. and like all of that kind of stuff happening and it became obviously when you're locked up with your partner yeah and you've got nothing else to do you can't go out and you just like you're in you're locked up with just one person or what like obviously you're going to go crazy i mean you yourself are going to go crazy yeah um just with your own mental challenges and stuff but then if two people are both going crazy at each other as well <laughs> it's, obviously, it's, a, it's a it's a whole new kind of worms isn't it yeah so it's not going to end up well so when you started your podcast like what well obviously you started with Nikhil but you were saying that um did you guys decide to start it together or yeah 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 so like you know we were saying it was um, I've said this before it was like Nikhil's idea to actually start the podcast um i just had like the kit ready i had like we had a place to do it um and then obviously we we live in next to each other like half an hour distance away so it was like and we're both very um curious people like um so it just felt perfect um to just get it going i mean like to actually to to start a podcast to get it going it isn't actually too much of a task no. i think the task is to actually stay consistent and have guests on yeah and keep posting that that's the actual challenge is that whole difference you're talking before about discipline versus motivation yeah isn't it? exactly like you know all of us like people that work right 
that even though they don't they might not like their job they still they're forced to go to the job right how, like how are you doing that if you can if you can force yourself to go to a job to get uh, to get a salary or what not like just apply the same principle to stuff that's going to develop you as a person yeah do you know what i mean like this podcast it's podcast isn't like isn't going to make you like crazy amounts of money man it, but it's like you're doing something for your own like for yourself essentially you're building you're building your own brand you you get to talk to like all kinds of different people you you like learning about different perspectives you, like even when we were doing the podcast yesterday i was telling you and you know, like when we were talking about counseling and all that stuff yeah. it's like you learn sh- like shit about your own self by talking to other people because you're getting to hear someone else's perspective yeah and then it just opens up your own mind but obviously to start off with you have to be open minded to even take and like other people's opinions and what not yeah and you have to be authentic as well don't you yeah because people will sniff it out if especially yeah, yeah especially if you like if you're talking for like an hour and a half two hours and you're not interested in the conversation but you're just doing it yeah for the sake of it yeah. like people will see that i feel like in today's society it's very important um to have like open pl- open platforms like this um where you can just talk and be real essentially uh not be like a fake robot do you know what i mean like yeah because more that's what most most people are just the i feel like the it's like fake it till you make it but for even for like silly silly things but like for their daily lives of people yeah. are just they're living this fake lifestyle um it's all it's all fake everything's fake i feel like it's like uh, you check on instagram everyone projects a fake lives for themselves like they look like everyone they're like always happy they're living this crazy life you've got like a shitload of money but then th- that's never the case though isn't it like but do you think the public sees it more now because i feel like we're more aware of things that are fake because even in the media as well you you're more aware of than you're lied to right yeah, like yeah. In, in the news i don't i think we're living in an age where no one trusts the news to give you the news yeah which is crazy when you think about it because like growing up maybe like i don't know 10 10 20 years ago that was not the case but do you not feel like even though all of that's happened like the news still controls like a lot of it, like the media and stuff you can still what i mean is like the media is so like the misinformation that's coming out of the media it still affects a large percentage of the population like they still believe like some oh. random bullshit like that comes out yeah oh yeah 100% i think because it's ju- it's not it's becoming less and less facts and it's becoming more and more opinions yeah like they disguise well they have an opinion and then they morph those facts to suit their narrative exactly because at the end of the day they they're making profit yeah so they're going to sell headlines on whatever makes profit and negative news usually makes more profit that's crazy negative it? news sells more than positive news that's always been the case <laughs> yeah and we're we're on from like one negative thing to the next negative thing it was covid then it was the ukraine war yeah, and now exactly. it's the uh, it's abortion being uh, yeah. banned and then there was a mass shooting in norway like yesterday but no one no one points out like any of the good shit that happened in the world like made to be honest like i don't even look at the news like honestly i just feel like you look at the news and it's just like it just puts you down 
because it's just full of like the worst of the worst news that's out there. That's what they project out. Do you know what I mean like? Yeah. It's just, it's not. Um, I I try to not concentrate on things that I have no control over. Like you, you know, all of this stuff that's happening. You, what can you do to like actively make a change? Like, Nothing really. So then, so why, why, why focus on it? Like, obviously, acknowledge it's happening. Understand what's happening and stuff. It's good to know what's happening, but whatnot. But like, you don't need to let all of that affect your own life and like your own progress and whatnot. Do you know what I mean like just focus on your own shit? Do you do that more now? Where I, I do think so. I do. I don't. I try to just um, focus on myself, um, the close people around me. Just I just trying to prioritize like what's important to me. Do you know what I mean? Like try to suss out the bullshit essentially. Like what what I don't need in my life, I don't need. Have you got better at that? Better at that as you've got older. I definitely do feel like um, yeah, the older you get, but I think it all comes with experience. Like you know, life experiences. You go through different shit in your life, and then you know you learn from it. Yeah. Like hopefully you learn from it. There are like loads of people that <laughs> make the same mistakes over and over again. They still like never learn. But um, you have you have to go through like shit in your. I mean, everyone does anyway. Life's never just you know a straight road. Oh, there's yeah. there's always you know bumps along the way. Um, but I feel like it's a learning curve, you know, like um mistakes that you make. Uh, shit that like all the negative stuff that happens in your life there's two ways of looking at it you can either take it on board um learn from it move on and grow or you can take it like let it affect you for the rest of your life like do you know what i mean and yeah. have it there in the back of your head but yeah yeah you were saying that when you first started going to gym you were kind of doing it for the vanity reasons and yeah because you care about what other people think yeah for sure do you think Obviously, you've grown out of that um, with regards to working out and stuff. So now, has that kind of changed the other aspects as well? So now, like you're saying, you kind of tend to not think about these things that you can't control. Obviously, what someone else thinks you or what someone else thinks in general, that's something you can't control, right? Yeah, I would I would I would never say like I don't like I don't care at all. Like this, there are still like obviously when you get compliments and like all of that stuff, it's it's still you know you it still makes you feel good. But I've learned to just try my best to not give a fuck about like all this external bullshit of like what other people think or whatnot. Um, it's because it's it's pointless. All all it does, it's it's like, um. It's like a blockage. It's like negative, like a blockage in your head. Like it fills, it fills you up uh, to a level where that's the only thing you concentrate on, and yeah. then every other aspect of your life is automatically affected by it. And then you, you don't even realize it. Like you know, you were telling me, you know, when you were going through like a hard time and stuff, how that affected everything else in your life. Yeah. But then you, when you're going through it, you don't realize that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, that's true. But then. But if if you could find a way to let that like that negative cloud, like if you can just let it go, um, some obviously I mean it's easier said than done. 
Especially when you're going through it. That's uh, yeah. the hardest thing to do. Breaking out of it is the hardest thing yeah. you could probably do. But once you do break out of it, you kind of take a step back and you're like, fuck. You, like, that's what I was going through. And that's all the shit that happened as well. Yeah. Like, like like I was saying, say, telling you, yeah, it's mad when you look back and you're like, fuck no, I can't believe that's what was yeah. happening. It's like It's like being locked in a small, tiny room. Like yeah, exactly. And then you're trying to get out, but you you can't. Like it, it feels like there's no way you can possibly get out. Yeah, but then you know, once once you do find a way out, like you know, that saying, "There's always light at the end of the tunnel." It's like eventually you will, you know, you will get out. Yeah, that's really true as well. I mean, I don't resent the experiences that I've gone through. Yeah, I think ultimately it's made me become a better person and it's definitely helped me make made me stronger as well yeah and now i'm uh, i know that i'm not gonna put up with any any more bullshit that exactly comes you know what i mean this this is what i mean like i feel like when you're young it's good to go through that as opposed to like growing up getting to like you know a certain age and then having to go through because i feel like you've got more to lose when you're young like it doesn't matter you can just re- you can obviously <laughs> at the time hard and whatnot but like you can still break out and you've still got a whole life to like do whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like you're still young and making mistakes is a part of life. Exactly. Like, like I don't understand. Well, I feel really, it's almost like I feel sorry when people say that, you know, like, when, like someone who's like 23 says, oh, I chose the wrong degree. And I'm like, so it's, it's fine. You're 23. That's, you can do what you want. You, know, you, doesn't, you don't have to box yourself into this one thing. But I do feel like a lot of that is because of society and, well, for, for us Asians, we a lot of it's because of our like, family background and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, that's true. We've always been told, like, you can't fail. Like, when it comes to studies or whatnot, like, you have to do this or this. Like, it's almost as though if you don't follow that path, um, go uni, get a degree and whatnot, and like get a good job. It's almost as though you just failed in life. Yeah, it's almost like we're taught what to think, but not we're, we're not taught how to think. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not taught to like really critically think about something because like I was growing up like um when you go in church and all that shit. Like I'd have so many questions and like I'd ask my parents and they're like, "Why are you asking all these yeah, questions? Don't question it. Like, don't question it. Yeah. It's like blind belief." Yeah, it's a blind belief. Like, I remember my mom saying, like, it's the devil who's making you think all these things. And I'm like, it's fucking, it's just me. That's just who I am. <laughs> like, it, it, is, it is crazy because it's, like, I think culturally, I feel like we'd be a lot more, like, ahead if we are taught how to think instead of being taught what yeah. to think. Like, and from a young age, like, to think and kind of make your own decisions. Like, obviously, when you're young, your brain isn't developed enough to, like, actually, for you to be making wise decisions. No. And I, I don't think you can expect teenagers or, like, young kids to be making wise decisions but because it's part of life and, like, you have to go through that period where you're just fucking up. Um, 100%. You have to go through that period because if you don't, then eventually you don't want to grow up and then be that, that kid that, you know, makes fucked up decisions. When you're like yeah. what thirty odd, you tell me you don't want to yeah. be the person. Like, yeah, I mean, like looking back, I wish I'd been allowed to make more mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like to go through, like more, and then eventually come out of it, and learn more, and then 
Yeah, but, but I do feel like you're always going to be making mistakes. That's just part of life. You're never going to, like, I used to think, right, when I used to think I, I couldn't wait till I get to 80 because, like, oh, I'm an adult. Like, I used to, like, but it's that's not how it works. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no. that's such a stupid way of thinking. But not even 18. Like, when I got to 13, I was like, shit, I'm a teenager now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I used to think I'm, like, some big deal because I've fucking turned into a teenager. It's maddening, like, the things you used to think when you were kids, but, but I think the more you grow up, the more you kind of understand that you know nothing like this there's so much more oh, to know yeah like you, you can't you you can never get to a place where you're you know everything yeah yeah 100 percent. like that's how that's why i was saying like seeing like young parents it's it almost scares me because i mean i'm sure like you know they they might have their start shit together but just seeing someone who's like 21 or 22 just like two kids and it's just it's just a scary thought because you're like i can barely look after myself and i'm still exactly. making like mistakes like along the way exactly how, how how can you look after a child if you you haven't even figured yourself out yeah like how do you mean that yeah that's crazy man it's it's crazy do you think growing up obviously being in sunderland you had a whole group of people right do you think that's shaped you up into becoming who you've become? Definitely, bro. Like, because of, like, the, the friend circle we had, like, we've had the same friend circle since, I would, well, uh, yeah, I would say, like, properly, like, since secondary school. Like, we've just been literally the same friends group. Um, That, that, I'm, I'm actually so grateful for that because, it's you know it's you don't really meet many people with like a solid friend circle like that's just stuck throughout like you know yeah from, through, from that early of an age I think it's really rare yeah it's 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 very rare like you know like when I go to work or what like you meet other people and then they might just have friends within their own like within like work work friends that might be their only friends group yeah. like just the people at work do you know what I mean like externally they don't have that friend circle one now and i can't i honestly can't even imagine not having my friend circle yeah because like who am i gonna <laughs> who am i chilling with do you, know, do you know what i mean like you you de- you definitely need that and um that i think that would that definitely will help towards again towards like your your mental well-being and stuff um that kind of that strong friend circle like support support group essentially did you face like hardships and stuff within your group um i mean when when we were in secondary school and stuff there was like we were split up into two groups um i don't know if jason told you like so jason and stuff uh we weren't we didn't like them like jason was part of another group and then we were part of another group and then we hated the other group which which is like crazy this is like in secondary school is that for like no reason at all or yeah essentially yeah no actually i think it was like they were in a different association or something. Oh, okay. I I think that's what it was. Uh, well, like it, it was linked to that. Um, yeah, and then we was like a year or two. We were just like that. Like even when we would, um, come out into like like break and lunchtime and stuff, they would stand in one corner. We would stand like, and then we would just look at and chat shit about the other group. Bro, it was it was like it was crazy times, man. But then, and then like I think something happened. 
with regards to like like some beef um with like some like london boys or something like that and then we all just came together as a group and then from then on everyone's just been like one like it's just been like sandling group that's yeah that's really cool you know <laughs> i remember like seeing like um obviously i met you like first year when i was in first year yeah. and then I met the rest of the Sunderland lot in second year because we had that house fight. Right? The Stoke fight, yeah. yeah. And I remember just because I was working that day, I remember coming home and I'm like, "Oh shit, there's this many people!" Like, and that's when I obviously understood like how tight you guys are yeah. as well. And I remember seeing, like, I remember thinking, "Oh fuck!" Like, I wish I had that when I was growing up because Exeter is a really small place, and um, like I, like there's a big age gap between oh, like right. between like all of us, so. And we were all in like different schools as well, so we didn't really have that kind of tight like group growing up. Yeah, but no, it's it's actually a really beautiful thing to see. Like, my like honestly, like when when you have it, you don't realize how like meaningful that is. That that's with everything in it. Like, yeah. But it's when you you talk to people that don't have that, uh, that's not experienced that. That's when you're like shit. Like you know, I should be very grateful for like all of us. Like you know, I've got. I've got a happy family. Um, I've got like a good friends group. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I've got everything to be grateful about. So like, sometimes I'm just like, even like I was saying before, you know, we all have our problems or whatnot. But then if there is like stuff you, we all have something, you know, we're grateful for. Like, we, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, if you can kind of just focus on that, um, at least every now and then, do you know what I mean? Just, look back be like you know at least at least i have this i have that to be happy um about it's just a better way of going about in life really you know do you think you do that that more often now as well kind of reflecting on the things that you can be grateful for yeah like because you're saying that you don't obviously the negative stuff that you can't control so there's no point thinking about it so kind of thinking about that positive things it it almost reinforces you into having a positive outlook and a mindset yeah i feel like i just um think a lot more um i'm i feel like i'm a, a lot more self-aware of what's happening around me um I, tr- I try to concentrate on like if i'm like i don't know maybe stressed or whatever like i try and think I try to like work it out <laughs> and like you know why why am i stressed like what not like what's the root cause obviously like you know you can't you can't always do that but then it's just trying in it like you just try to do it like you try to work that shit out and then if you if you can figure that out that's at least one one tiny thing that you figure out and then you move on to the next thing do you know what I mean like with whatever it is you have to make a start and yeah like especially when it comes to your mental well-being it's like no one no I think I do I do I do feel like a lot more people is paying attention to like mental well-being now it's talked about a lot more which is great um, because, you know, when we were growing up, that wasn't a thing. No. Like, you, you know, you <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we come from a culture where mental health is thought of as like not being real. Yeah. Because like, I, I remember um, one of my friends, her mum told, like, when she told her mum that she was having like mental health problems or like she's having, um, she's struggling with her mental health. Um, I think her mum was like, that's not like, it's not a real thing. So it's crazy to come from a culture like that where it's 
it's like it's negatively reinforced, isn't it? Exactly. Kind of saying that you might have something wrong with you. Well, it's like if if I was to go out and tell people that I, you know, like I'm going through like something, you know, I'm mentally like fucked up or whatever, they'd just say I'm crazy. That's that would literally be the first response I would think, like, oh, you must be crazy. Because that's the way we've been brought up, like yeah. to to think. Oh, so if you're not like you're not perfect, not even perfect. If you're just if you're not acting like a, a normal human being, then you're you're crazy. But then who who decide who decides what normal is? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> normal, normal. It's such a relative term, and like, what's normal to you might not be normal to me. Yeah, there's a, there's a big gray area there, and like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that is not, isn't it? It's who decides what normal is? You don't, you don't think like when people say stuff like that, they don't they don't think about that specifically. Yeah. Like, like when when did you decide what normal is? Exactly, but I do feel like it's within like for our culture to change, it's gonna take it's a generational uh, change that needs yeah. to happen. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think it's gonna take like a good two three generations for like a to whole f- for it to but then like what's it gonna be then like it, yeah it, it gets replaced by something in it whether that be good or bad we don't know whether that's gonna be good like uh, the way society is going now is it's it seems to be a lot crazier than what it is it's a bit of a coin flip it, yeah exactly but then like obviously there are I feel like in today's society, right, everyone has freedom to do whatever, which is good. But that's also brought out the actual crazy people with like the crazy theories, yeah, and like like fucking flat earthers for once, like, like <laughs> believe in what you want to believe in, but do you know what I mean there's there's like some shit that's like this is how do you believe that, right? There's some stuff that's like con- there's concrete evidence, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> when when you go in against concrete evidence, stuff like that. I mean, that's just one example. There's there's loads of other things no, like that. No, you're, you're right. Do you do you reckon it's the fact that obviously when our parents and stuff are growing up, and like even when they moved here, like you were saying, they moved to a different country where they don't speak the language, don't know anyone. They moved purely for a job, so they're not. You know, they've got actual problems, right? putting food on the table, making sure yeah. their family's housed, clothed, and all of that. Yeah. So those are like actual struggles, right? So probably I think it's a lot to do with the fact that we're so blessed to be growing up in this day and age. Yeah. Like we don't know actual hardships. Exactly. Like exactly. when we're in uni, like we're broke as fuck, but it's not real broke. No. Like you can you can ask your parents and they will give you money. Like they they'll give you money like no questions asked, you know? Yeah. Well, mate, even when we're uni, even if we're broke, we're still having like the best time. Uh, yeah, that like, that as well. You you find money somehow. You yeah. always manage to, and the only reason you don't have money is because you overspend. Yeah, like but not obviously not everyone, but like you tend to just just go crazy <laughs> with money because you yeah. can, and you've got that freedom. You're living out. Obviously, there's parties every week. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, there's all that yeah. stuff going on. So it's like. It's not essentially because you're broke. It's just you're shit handling money, but yeah. but that's understandable at that age because when you're at uni, yeah, obviously part of uni is having fun in it. And like, so I think 
in this day and age like you you look for problems when there aren't problems and then you just end up like fixating on something that you think is a problem but really it's like it's it's not a fucking issue yeah mate like even when you don't have a problem you make up a problem yeah and it could be like the like could be the dumbest shit like oh you know i i wanted to wear this but it's fucking in the wash like it could be silly shit do you know what i mean like but people people can turn the the silliest stuff into a major problem like but uh, i don't know why they do it but <laughs> they just do don't they <laughs> yeah like you know when you're at work and stuff and you listen to like people's problems and stuff and you just like you know one thing i can't stand is excuses you know when when someone's initial response to anything is oh it's because i because of this oh it's because, I, i just can't i hate i don't know why i just i hate excuse like I just call out on it like I can't stand like obviously there's legit excuses and then it's like fucking bullshit excuses yeah do you know what I mean like it's that's one thing it's just not accepting responsibility isn't it exactly because it it is always easier to blame something or someone else for you, yeah. for whatever like an issue is but I, but I feel like if you're if you're that kind of person and you don't change gonna be there for the rest of your life and it's always gonna like you're never you're never gonna progress to a certain level if you're always blaming your shit on someone else yeah yeah 100 because no because no matter what happens if if your initial response is oh it's because of this then you're never accountable it's never your fault so like how are you gonna fix it it's never your fault if it's always because of someone else yeah do you know i mean it's not your problem so you're not gonna fix it there's no change being made a change you're obviously going to make like an actual change when it's when you re- when you acknowledge it's your problem you know you you're the one in the wrong you've made that mistake that's when you that's when you know you you'll want to make a step towards changing and whatnot yeah do you think it's that some people just don't want to take any accountability for their own like shitty actions or like decisions probably it's the easier thing to do really you know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's it is. It's like, the easier thing to do. I think that's the main reason. Like yeah, it's like we were saying like most people don't want to confront their own behaviors or like whatever because it's always easy just to kind of either put it in the back of your mind or say it's because of something else. Yeah. Right. Um <laughs> do you want to tell me about um your Vitlago like when did when did you find out? that was happening well, oh no oh, do you want to talk about that yeah, yeah that's that's I, like i'm all over that shit now so it's fun um so this you know when i was telling you i was doing like a three month G- uh, gym workout yeah. so so every what i used to do was like every january i used to do like a three month program and then i'd cut out like alcohol junk food everything i just oh okay cut it out it was like something i used to do i don't know why like january you, you still do it or no 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 I don't do it now because now I'm like a lot more balanced with whatever I do. Um but back then it was it was very why were you doing it? Uh just discipline, I think. Okay. Um I think yeah, I think that's all it was. It was just dis- to um I've always been like like when I do something it's like full on like 
to a crazy level. Yeah. Like I've, I was, I was, I mean, I'm still like that to a certain extent, but now like I've just, I'm, I have a, a lot more balanced approach with everything. Like when it comes to eating or having fun, whatnot, it's like just balanced. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I know I, I, I can't be going gym five, six days a week and then be drinking every week and then expect to have good progress. But that doesn't mean I need to fully cut out drinking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, back to back to it. Um, so this, <laughs> um, so it was I think it was like, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a long time ago now. Um, it started off as just like a spot. It was just a white spot, and then I still remember looking in the mirror, and I was like, "Shit, what the fuck is this?" And it was like randomly, like I just saw it when I when I was in the gym, and I yeah. still remember. Like I was with two of my friends, John and Anand. Um. And I was like, oh shit, what's it? And then it was like, oh, it's probably like, you know, I'm off. And I, I just, I thought, you know, because sometimes you, you get stuff and then it goes away kind of thing. Innit? Yeah. And then it started growing out, like slow. It was very slow. It started growing out. And then uh, I started like being a lot more, like, like I started focusing on it a lot more because it was evident. And obviously it was in your face and so you could tell, like yeah. everyone could tell. Um. And then, and then, like eventually, I think it was like probably a few few months after. That's when it like grew out to what it was. It was a lot bigger than what it is now. Okay. Um, it was like in it was like under my eye and stuff. It was like a lot bigger than. That's when I went to the GP and stuff, and that's when they said it was you know, basically Clyde off, which is uh, basically an autoimmune disease. It's basically when there there isn't enough melanin produced in your body. Yeah. Um. That's why it's like white. You know, like so even when the hair that comes from that place is white, comes out as white. Okay. Um, and at that time, I was like very, very, very insecure. Um, like I was going through a point where I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go out to the shops. Like oh, and I got this. It was like it was basically like foundation or something. But they they call, they had like oh, they had a medical term for it. Um, which that's that was the term I always used. But essentially, it was just makeup. Okay. Like to, to like it was a makeup in your own kind like color to hide it. Yeah. But then I used to always say like the medical term because I didn't want to say it was makeup. <laughs> it was it was one of those ones that um but then I still remember bro, it was I wouldn't even go to like the corner shop without having it on. Really? Because I was so insecure about it. Um because I think because it's white, it stands out and it like yeah, and then like everyone stares. Like even now, everyone stares. But obviously now, I'm just used to it. Um, but then yeah, like <laughs> back then, I like it was crazy because it obviously mentally like completely fucked me up because up until then I, I kept thinking oh, I was like a mentally strong one like, because of the gym. You know, I'm I'm disciplined. I follow this like diet yeah. and all of that stuff. So I I kept thinking I'm mentally strong, and then this happened, and like it it like. It completely, uh, my confidence levels and everything, it was like, because I used to think, right, when I, I used to have makeup on, when when people used to look at me, I used to be like, oh, oh they figured it out. <laughs> like, the, I've got oh, makeup okay. on. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thought that I used to always think. But it could just be like, you know, like how people just look at you and then look back. Yeah. It could just be one of those ones. But then in my head, I'm like, oh, that's what they're thinking about. That's what they're talking about. Like, I kept it was, it was it was like a virus, bro. It was like it was crazy because it was taking over 
like my thinking. Okay, so did it affect kind of everything that you were thinking about? Like, did you kind of end up in a situation where you you're relating it back to that? Every, like when I was home, it was fine because I'm not around any other people. Did it affect your relationship at home? Obviously, my my parents, to be honest, my dad was calm. He didn't care. My mom was always telling me to cover it up because she was like, oh, they're going to say this, they're going to say this. But, like, I don't blame my mom because that's the, the that's how they grew up. Like, you know, so it's, I, I know it doesn't come from a bad place. Yeah. Like, it comes from a good place. So, obviously, at that time, I didn't understand that. Um, but then it all kind of, made it worse and worse and worse because i was so insecure where but i would get up and spend i would i would like spend a good half an hour trying to perfect it so like people won't realize like okay. it's on my face One second, yeah sorry um, you said yeah so um yeah so basically <laughs> Um, this was, I think, yeah, this was college time, yeah. So, like, before I used to go to college and stuff, I used to sit, well, I used to get up earlier to make sure I've got enough time to, like, put it on. That was the priority, like, to make sure, like, the makeup I'm putting on is, like, it hides everything well, but then to a level where you can't tell it's makeup either. Okay. I wasn't, I mean, I don't think I was that good at it because my friends and stuff knew. Obviously, I told them. So, that was calm, but, like, (laughs) <laughs> it was one of those and like obviously some days it's not going to come out perfect so like yeah. some people would ask me like oh like have you put something on your face and i would deny it like i would never say it to like other people because i was so uh like embarrassed of it i guess um but yeah it was it was a it was a it was a, like a crazy i think i was like that for a good two years i think two two years or yeah. a bit longer than that but yeah that that like it took over like that um everything like my own the way i saw myself yeah what was it like when you told your friends oh my friends were all calm like were they supportive yeah they like they were all like up they've had obviously used to take the piss but that's what friends do yeah like it it wasn't like it was from a good place don't mean like again um but bro they were like they were all like so calm like my people I was closest to, they were all calm. But then the, it was like, it was more like when you go out, and then it, like if I didn't have it on, well, to be honest, when I ha- when I was hiding, obviously people didn't know. But then eventually I got to a place where I just thought like, fuck it, I don't, I don't, I don't need to hide. It was like it was just um, what I'd, I used to follow people that had vitiligo, um, okay. and I used to like reach out and I used to like ask ask them like, like how. How are you like, you know, being so confident and whatnot? Like, like how are you like fine? How was it like, you know, after you, after you stop hiding it and stuff? Um, and then eventually, I just I was just like, it was so spontaneous. I was just like, fuck it. Um, so was it? Did something happen specifically that changed your mindset, or was it just completely like random? You just wake up one day and you're like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I can't think of anything specific that happened. Um, I just I was just like. I think I was just fed up of doing so much yeah. to like to make it work every day. Um, yeah, I guess it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of it's a lot to go through, isn't it? Obviously, like you're waking up early to put it on and then like go to yeah, bro. Like imagine like like five minutes down, like 
walk to I would I wouldn't go if I didn't have makeup on. Okay. Like so it was oh, I was like that close. Yeah, like I would it was essentially like I was I I locked myself up um in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> like but I did this myself. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like someone else doing it. Um but then like obviously even when I stopped it wasn't like oh I was over it. It was a huge step for me at that point. And then when I stopped hiding and then, you know, I'm going to all these programs and whatnot. Like, everyone's asking me, oh, what's it like? Like, I still remember, bro, like, there was, like, uh, I went to India for a wedding. And then people, like, all all these cousins and stuff were like, oh, you know, you used to look so good. But now, like, oh, how are you going to get married? Like, there used to be questions right. like that. It was like, but then, obviously, at that age, it, like, it proper put me down, and like, because... Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I can imagine. When I'm by myself, I wouldn't think like that. But then, when you're hearing from other people, then it's like, oh, it's an, it's another point that's in your head, like to yeah, think about now. It's something that you've never thought of that, like, you wouldn't even think of by yourself. Yeah, but because they brought it up. Now yeah, you're about now it. now I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it took uh, it took even though like I came, I you know, I stopped wearing makeup and stuff, and then I came out of it and stuff. It still did take a while to get used to the. The worst thing was just the people staring. Mm. Um, like I don't blame them because that's what you do. And if you see something that's different, you you look. Yeah. Um. But I mean, to be honest, here it's not that bad. Like when you go to India and stuff. Yeah. I mean, bro, they stare you out like it's crazy. They don't give a fuck, do they? Yeah, they like it's crazy. Like here, people stare at you, but then. Like they look away. They're more polite about it, right? Yeah, like I, I do. Like it's like n- all the new people I've met. Like no one's like bothered about it. But like if, mm. if I'm like, I feel like if whenever I'm talking to um Malus, like not people our age, like uncles and aunties and stuff, that's the first question they always ask me. Oh, like you don't do it too well. Like, oh, okay. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like the first. <laughs> there might not even be a hello. <laughs> That'd be like, oh. But I don't know. They might be just be curious or what. Yeah, yeah. whatnot. But. Uh, have you found that it's always the people that you never talk to that come up and, like, say that? Like, with, like, my aunties and uncles? That, what do you mean, like, can't? Like, um, so, like, you might just not talk to them, like, at all. But then, obviously, the stuff that they want to know is just. Just about that, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, to be honest, like, it's I've got this question from like the majority of them. Okay. Um, but I think it's just there's a difference in the way you're asking it. Like, you can tell like some people are just curious, like purely just curious, wanting to know, and then there's some like oh, like saying it in a bad way. Yeah. Like oh, like you have this, whatnot. You know what I mean, like, but yeah, um. <laughs> at that time obviously it was crazy but yeah, now I don't I don't give a shit no, it's, it's amazing that you kind of broke free out of that thing you know what I mean you know the the, the, the funny thing is right Um, at that time before I broke free I was in like a crazy relationship like a very hostile crazy relationship so like I came out of that so I was already like mentally fucked up and then <laughs> And then, and after that, actually, I decided to come out, like, uh, take all of this off after that. Okay. So, that might have been, 
or I'll probably thought like, oh, I'm out of this now, and let me just do something else crazy. Maybe, yeah. maybe that played a part. Okay. Um. But yeah, like I'm so glad I did it like that. Even though it took me like a good two years, um, to do it. Um, like, yeah. Because that's probably the worst, the most insecure I've been, and like I felt like. Even though I've been, like, you know, told you I've been in a crazy relationship, this was definitely worse because this was, I locked myself in my own cage, like I was saying. Yeah. Like, so it definitely felt a lot worse because like, <laughs> I intentionally did that. And do you find yourself that you're a lot more, like, relaxed and, like, more happy with yourself now as opposed to before? Bro, I feel like once. Once you kind of understand yourself, and then once like truly, you, you know what you you are, your worth is, you know how you look, whatever. Like once you truly understand that, I think then you naturally learn not to give a fuck. Yeah. Um, about other people's opinions, obviously, like there are instances where you can still be affected by it, but I, I feel like it's shorter. Like it affects you, and then dies down, because your own self-worth like kind of outweighs like the negative aspect of someone else's comment or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. at the end of the day, um, you know your own self-value. You know? What's your advice to people who might be going through something like this? So obviously you went, you went mm. through there with Lagner and um, all of that. Like, what would you say to someone who's probably facing the same kind of thing and kind of Looking at the same choices that you, uh, that you made. Well, it's like it's it's really hard because obviously when you're going through it, um, you don't see any other way around it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like, like even during that time, like there was there was still like all my friends were telling me like you don't need to do you don't need to do you know what I mean like you don't need to hide it mm. like just be free kind of thing, but then. You're the only one that like truly knows, like you know what it's doing to yourself. Um, the only advice I would say is like, you it's you have to force yourself to break through. Like yeah. it has to be like, there's never gonna be something like that comes up where oh it's gonna be easy to make that decision. It's never an e- easy decision. Like you, you literally just have to force yourself to do that, make that change, and then. Even when you make that change, it's not like oh shit or what down like you just you're happy now. Yeah, it takes a while to adjust to to like the the new change, and it's any new change it takes a while to adjust to it. It's the same like you know you were talking about like hostile relationships. Even to get out of a like a crazy relationship, you have to force yourself to do that. Yeah, it? like your friends, all your close people might be telling you, yeah, just get out. Like this is this is not gonna work, kind of thing, but you still need to be the one to make that step no matter what advice you're getting on like everyone everyone can advise you but no one's no one's walking in your own shoes in it you're the only one that truly understands what you're going through yeah i i always say like people can advise you people can motivate you whatnot but like no one can truly relate to what you're going through it doesn't matter who it is like they they can never truly understand because you know, one thing I would say is like we always compare our problems with with different. Say, for example, if I, if I'm going through something, but then 
you're going through something what I like what I perceive to be worse. Yeah. I can be like, oh, you're going through something worse than me. But then that doesn't really make sense because, like, what I think is my biggest problem is like what I've experienced. So I can't relate to what you've gone through. I mean, it's so relative to to everyone else. Yeah. Do you think that gives a bit of perspective though? So obviously, if you if someone's telling you about their problems and um, it's a lot more difficult or severe than what you had to face then do you think it kind of just puts a bit more into perspective sometimes it does but again that's short term because yeah. when you go back to your house you're the one looking in the mirror yeah yeah do you know what I mean like yeah. you're the one still facing your own issues so like at that point in time you're not going to be like oh like oh but that person's got it worse so i should be grateful that's you're never thinking about that yeah you're only thinking about like your the problem that you have do you know what I mean yes because as long as that's in the back of your head that's what's like like I, like I was saying before it's like a virus it's taking over everything yeah do you know what I mean like you you can talk to someone else relate and be like oh shit you know I've not got it that bad that yeah for the short period of time when you're with with that person or whatnot you could be like oh yeah it's fine but eventually when you go back it's, you still have to deal with your own problems yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones in the boards. Do you, do you do you feel like having been through all of that? Like, would you change anything? No, definitely not. No. I feel like I I rapidly grew up because all of this happened in like a short space of time. Mm. Like a lot happened in a short space of time. I feel like after that, I I just changed into a completely different person um whether for good or worse you know what i mean um but that change did happen i think it's been for the good i mean from what i see i see that you're extremely dedicated you've got an amazing work ethic (laughs) and it's that thing you were saying before about motivation was discipline and i think anyone can see that you're extremely well disciplined and like you were saying, you've managed to get to a stage where you're really well balanced as well. So, well, that's. I don't think anyone can take that away from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think once once you once you drill that into your head, I don't think I don't think you can ever fully go back. Like yeah. once you've like, I wouldn't say master discipline, but like once you've like learned how to be disciplined in in something. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think you can ever like fully go back unless you go through some crazy traumatic experience again where you you go back to step one yeah no it's it's like when when i was here like the last time around we were talking about like working out in gym and i before i started going gym i was so fucking lazy yeah i i i would not like to move like (laughs) like obviously you know and you're like when you come down to stoke and stuff you do the shotgun knock thing yeah and it's like you got to a point where we were doing that for everything. Like, if someone was at the door, you'd be like, sure or not. And the one who called it last would actually have to go up and open the fucking door. Like, it's got to got to that stage, isn't it? And after I started, started moving and exercising, um, and I remember you saying this, these exact words to me, like, once you start moving, then you just can't go back. Yeah. It's genuinely that. Like, even, even now, I try and do something, you know what I mean? That's the thing, like, like 
what people need to realize you don't have to be doing the craziest shit you don't have to be going gym and lifting like mad weights or like going on doing a marathon like just just start like just go maybe do 10 minutes like do 15 minutes like it's you have to slowly work your way up with whatever you're doing so what why do you think this is any different yeah (laughs) i think it's about obviously when you start going gym and stuff um i think some people have the wrong motivations behind it yeah because it's something that you should be doing for yourself and you have to look at it as a long-term thing exactly so you might see you know like i don't know like someone on instagram just ripped to shreds and got amazing fucking body but you don't see the hard work that they've put into it you don't see years of dedication that they've had and when you see that it looks unachievable and something that you can't attain so you tend to put a really unrealistic expectation on yourself. Yeah. And I think when you do that, you set yourself up to fail. Exactly, from the get-go. Yeah. You, like you were saying yesterday, like showing up, showing up is half the battle, but you have to show up every single day. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people can't do that because of the really unrealistic standards they put on themselves. Yeah. I, I I do feel like you should like just don't compare yourself with, the bodies or whatever like you see on instagram and what like because there's absolutely there's there's zero you might genetically you no matter how hard you work you you probably might not be able to match like your Mm -hmm. idol or whoever whoever's body you're looking at like there's there i mean me personally i just compare me to like the best like maybe like the best for example the best body i've had so like right now I need to get back to the best body I've had. So once I've got there, then I can set new goals. Like I can yeah. think, oh now I've I've already got there. Now I need to set a new target. But I'm not I'm not comparing it with someone else because that's pointless. Like I I might never look like like this other person. You know I mean like my body like everyone's body structure is different. Yeah. So like don't instead of comparing it. Obviously, when I guess when you start, when you start on something new, it's good to have like goals i mean you you have to have goals um so then you might be like looking at this person and be like oh shit like you know i could get there that's fine but because you've not really got anything to compare with these like you haven't got a previous version of yourself to compare it to yeah that's what i mean um but yeah like you know try to just focus on your own shit and like just grow essentially yeah it's amazing should we wrap up yeah yeah thanks for well thanks for doing this uh, it's been a pleasure bro. thanks for having me as well no it's been good i hope we can keep doing this you know and yeah, just slowly but surely keep growing or the world podcast soon blow up hey hopefully <laughs> all right uh do you want to just say anything say anything before we wrap up or just thanks for listening guys and you know tune in yeah uh, tune into the podcast uh, like share subscribe all the all the nine yards all the good stuff all right thanks for listening guys cheers guys <laughs>